Go for it. This is Wrecking Ball Ligurski, and you're listening to the Sign Rip Podcast with Joey G. Haha, <laughs> awesome sauce. Welcome up, welcome everybody, episode number 16 of the Sign Rip Podcast with Joey G. I am Joey G, and my guest at this time is the one, the only, Wrecking Ball Ligurski. Wrecking Ball, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. Uh, I've, uh... W- I've been on and off with losing my voice the entire day, so right now it's uh, mostly back, but uh, struggling a little bit. Nah, I could barely notice it, honestly. You know? For those of you who don't know, I've seen Wrecking Ball wrestle a lot at Northeast Wrestling. I've seen him wrestle at Test of Strength and Invictus Pro Wrestling, and never once has he ever ripped up one of my signs, so... (laughs) Hey, I'm a good guy at Wrecking Ball. (laughs) So Wrecking Ball would never do that to me. I mean, good guy Wrecking Ball would never do that to me. So, so. anyways, Wrecking Ball, first off, what what have you been up to these days lately, man? Um, so, uh, I've been working a few shows. Um, I've done uh, Catalyst Wrestling, which is in New Jersey. Um, pretty soon, uh, Titan Championship Wrestling, where I was wrestling for in the fall, is coming back. Um, Northeast Wrestling had a bunch of uh, studio tapings. Um, and I also did uh, Global Syndicate Wrestling, where I wrestled Big Mike Elgin. Okay. So, yeah. And, of course, you got upcoming Invictus Pro Wrestling as well in Bloom. Yes, sir. So that's going to be a blast. I'm going to be at that show on April 24th in New Jersey. So. Yeah, Invictus is uh, an up-and-coming program. Um, they're young, hungry, and... Uh, Trying to trying to learn and trying to move up into the ranks of independent wrestling. Yep, uh, like I said, I, I got nothing but great things to say about Invictus, especially since um, you know I, I got to attend the first show down in um, I think it was like Flemington on that farm. Which I was going to ask you, how did what was your thoughts when you showed up at the uh, <laughs> at that spot? <laughs> I was uh, I, I I couldn't believe it because um, I think the event was, I think it was supposed to be like a, a laser tag arena or something, and it just happened to be, uh, or no, a paintball arena or something that happened to be on a farm. When I saw the farm and saw the, like, horseshit everywhere, I was like, I just wanted to turn around. I was like, oh my god. But it actually, uh, it turned out to be a really fun show, a really fun night. Had a, had a good match with um, Team 3D student Clipper Jones. Yep. Um, <laughs> threw him through it. I threw him through a haystack. <laughs> I remember that. It was a pretty uh, unique atmosphere over there, but it was a, it was a great night. It was a it was a different atmosphere. Like I said, not not what I'm used to in Bethany, but you know it was still an awesome show. Regardless, like I had a blast. You know, like, like I said, and it was a new atmosphere and everything was different. So I always like a little bit of difference once in a while when it comes to wrestling shows. And, uh, it, it definitely was different, but it was definitely awesome. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once I got over like, oh my God, this is a farm. Once I got over that, I was like, hell yeah, let's go balls to the wall and let's do this. You know, I have to make the best of the situation and it turned out to be a great night, great fans, great show, great atmosphere. I know. Like I said, it was an amazing show, and I'm glad I was able to attend the first ever Invictus show. 
So, Wrecking Ball, uh, first off, like, I know, um, what got you into professional wrestling? Like, what, because everybody always starts off as a fan first. What, uh, what made you, uh, what, what was that first thing that got you hooked on professional wrestling as a fan? Um, I don't know, I just remember watching it really young. Um, I remember, like, in the early days, like, Shawn Michaels was my favorite. I just remember, uh, him wrestling Owen Hart, um, Remember Michaels and Vader, Michaels and Diesel. Um, yeah, I was back. I was probably in. Yeah, I was in elementary school when I first started. Then, uh, you know, I went through the Attitude Era and whatnot. And I stopped watching in high school or second half of high school. Then picked up again a little bit in college. All right. You know, I like I said, I think we all at one point or another, uh, we lose a little bit of the uh, interest, we, like we'll stop watching for a while and then we'll re-pick it up and everything. Like, I, I remember being the same way for a while, like I, I was really into it from 94 to like 2001 and then I stopped watching for a while um, and then I got back into it around like maybe 2004, 2005, so I, I missed like a lot of the, uh, the, um, the the guys coming in like during the beginning of like the John Cena era and the uh, Batistas at the time of the WWE. Wait a minute, ninety four. How old are you, Joey G? You'd be surprised. I'm actually thirty five. Thirty five. Wow. Not just that one. <laughs> I get that a lot, you know. But yeah. So, but yeah, man. Like, uh, so obviously, you know, we all become a fan first of everything. So, what made you uh say, hey? I want to give this a shot. I could be so, a pro wrestler. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt yeah, so you. I played, um, I played football in college and uh, at Southern Connecticut State University. It was a Division two school. Um, my football career didn't go um, as, as far as I wanted it. I was injured a bunch in college. The, the injuries, you know, just affected my playing career but like they don't affect me now but my career wasn't as good as it should have been um and, but once I finished football um so Southern Connecticut is in New Haven and at the time um there was a wrestling school in New Haven Connecticut so I was like you know I always wanted to wrestle it was my dream and I was like you know what it's, the school is like 15 minutes away uh, this is my one shot to do it, so I might as well do it. All right, and uh, who trained you at the wrestling school? So I've had quite a bit um, different uh, experiences with training, but my first uh, trainer was a guy named Joseph von Schmidt at PWA, and then um, went through that for a couple years. Then I. Uh, I actually trained with Matt Taven and Mike Bennett for a couple of years at the XWA Kingdom. Um, that was a wonderful experience with them. You know, uh, believe it or not, Matt Taven is one of the greatest dudes out there. He's a great trainer. Um, he's a, like, I don't know if you played any sports or anything, but he's like playing for, or training with like a player's coach. He's like, he, he, you could talk to him. Um, he's very personable, but at the same time, he's very fiery. He's very passionate, and he was just um, an awesome trainer. And then uh, now, currently, 
Um, I trained with Bubba Ray Dudley and Tommy Dreamer at the Team 3D Academy. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, I'm sorry. Bubba's one of the best. Um, Bubba's more of a, of a drill sergeant than uh, Matt Damon. Um, but, you know, Bubba is a Hall of Famer and, you know, part of one of the best tag teams in, in wrestling history. He's he's just he's very smart. He's very knowledgeable. Um, very old school, but also you know keeps up with modern wrestling and whatnot. All right. Yeah, I I, I remember. Um, I know for a fact. I know several of the guys have been on the podcast before, like Geo and Clipper and uh, the other and Dennis Morgan and uh, MCM. They've all mentioned uh, you've been training with them at a. Uh, Team 3D now, and um, they they have a lot of good things to say about Team 3D, and I know they have a lot of good things to say about uh, Bully Ray. Oh yeah, no, um, Bully Ray's great. He's tough. He's honest. He doesn't take any shit. <laughs> That's what I like about it. The no, honestly, just to take a step back with uh, you know Mike Bennett was really good as well. I mean, I, I mentioned David Moore, but Mike Bennett was really good, and. Uh, Vinny Marcellia was also there, and he he's very good with, like, personality development, character development, because he's someone who's, he's someone who's really found himself over the years. I mean, I don't know how much of Northeast you've seen, but seeing him, just myself, from, you know, like, four or five years ago to where he is now is is great, and he, he adds that extra insight of, you know, telling you how he got from where he was to where he is. No, I've uh, I've I've seen I've been watching uh, NEW regularly now, like since 2018. So I got to, I mean, I the, I think the only time I got to actually see Vinny Marcella, or I hope I said that right, um, like before he became like the Horror King, uh, I saw him back in like 2017. I'm just I'm not exactly 100 percent sure who I think he wrestled against. But um, I definitely know I saw him back in 2017. I think it was no, not 17. I saw him at 2016's WrestleFest in Newburgh, actually. So I have a uh, like I said, but I've been I started uh, f- going to NEW shows regularly in like late 2018 because I I got hooked after uh, wrestling under the stars back in uh, Fishkill in 2018. Who was on the 2018 card? Was that the um, was that the year the Hardys were there? No, that was the one at the Duchess. That was the Duchess Stadium. I think um, that was the one where Rey Mysterio and Flip Gordon main evented. Gotcha. So, that was the show that uh, got me hooked on NEW. Like I said, you know, because um, you know, I'm I'm really happy by the way with NEW because it wasn't for NEW. I think um, I was I'm not gonna lie. I was starting to lose my like like love for wrestling again because it was starting to you know, like spark out because. You know what I was watching on TV felt like it was a little bland at times, but like you know. And I didn't want to lose interest, so I'm so glad I went to that indie, went to Northeast Wrestling, and now I'm hooked again. Oh, oh absolutely! And you know, I can't wait, can't wait to be back. I mean, hopefully, uh, hopefully things start to clear up uh, soon with some restrictions and whatnot. I mean, it looks like it's going towards that way, but you never know. Um, but I mean, it looks like we're things are leaning towards opening up. You know, I mean. Especially like the uh, outdoor baseball stadium shows. I mean, there's plenty of room for social distancing and whatnot. But um, 
as much as like I'm excited for the baseball stadium shows, I'm still like equally as excited to go back to Bethany. It's crazy. Like some of the, I feel like some of the Bethany shows have just as much, if not more, energy than some of the uh, bigger stadium shows and whatnot. Oh, of course. You know, I I agree with you 100%. Wrecking Ball, like. I, I've told people before that you haven't been to an NEW show until you've been to the NEW arena in Bethany, because, like, I always compare the NEW arena in Bethany like the ECW arena in Philly. I feel like that's their, like, trademark building for, like, shows. So that's what I love so much about it. Absolutely. There's, like, there's a, a certain electricity in there. As, as cliche as that sounds, like, I know that's a, it's a big wrestling cliche, but it... it it just seems like there's a certain electricity in the air, like, once you get into the building. Oh, without a doubt, you know? Like I said, like I feel the building's legendary because of the uh, shows that Northeast Wrestling has put on over there. And without a doubt, there is no... The, the energy is, like, out of this world when we're when you re, when you see a show at uh, in Bethany at the NEW Arena. So, like I said, I, I think it actually gets louder sometimes in there than I've seen uh, shows in, like, Waterbury and Danbury, not to take anything away from them. Oh, absolutely. Totally agreed. So, um, so you going into what you were saying about uh, Bully Ray, how did it feel going into WrestleFest back in 2019, knowing you are going to be teaming up with him to take on Throw Ride and Ron Zombie with uh, Jared in their corner? <laughs> that was honestly one of the coolest experiences of my career. Not just because he's my trainer or one of my trainers it's just fully raised a legend you know um that was easily one of the coolest nights of my career especially especially getting to uh put jared having bully ray hold jared down as i jump off the middle rope to put him through a table was was uh one of the highlights of my career I, I remember that, and I remember sitting front row for that, and I was like, because I, I remember at the beginning of the match, he was saying it was no longer to be like a t tables match, because I think it was originally advertised as a tables match, and then um it got switched, and that as the match started, Bully Ray's like, I don't care about your lawyers or whatnot, you're going through a table tonight at the end of this night, and like the crowd erupted when he went through that table, that was amazing, I, I love that match so much. Yeah, no, uh, Bully's great, and uh, beating up Jared's great. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's funny when he gets beat up. <laughs> I feel like he's, like, been a thorn in your side, even all the way, like, at other promotions, too. I've seen him, like, get it get involved with you, because, like, I wasn't at the uh, Invictus show in November for November, November Rain, but I saw he was still uh, being a thorn in your side even over there, too. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the rivalry in the Northeast, me versus Jared. Jared trying to get his uh, revenge for me leaving him. Yeah. It is what it is, though. So, yeah. So, um, going forward, I, I didn't get to uh, I, I didn't get to watch this match at the NEW Arena, but how did you feel the night that you, you uh, captured the Northeast Wrestling Heavyweight Championship from Flip Gordon in Bethany back in 2018? Absol absolutely ecstatic. Um, if my top moment wasn't with Bully Ray, that probably had to be my favorite moment. Um, 
the Northeast Wrestling title has has some lineage there. Um, you have Bam Bam Bigelow, Psycho Sid, Cody Rhodes, Warbeard Hanson. You know, like it's it's great holding the same title that they did. You know. No, I, I, I believe you on that, you know. And you, you see that a lot of those names who eventually won the NDW Championship have also gone on to sign with the bigger companies. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of people have. Um, and for me, that's the goal. So um, hopefully that's another step in the right direction. Without a doubt. I'd love to see Wrecking Ball on uh, live TV smashing people. <laughs> me too. Me too. So, um, so going forward, I had something else I was going to ask you. Do you prefer like outdoor shows or indoor? Well, you just said you like you say like as regardless, you do really enjoy the energy at the NEW Arena. Is there like a? Do you prefer like indoor shows over outdoor shows or? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, wrestling is wrestling. Um, I'd rather have an outdoor show than nothing, but yeah, I prefer indoor shows more. Um, you know, the uh, the noise like stays inside and echoes as opposed to going off into the distance. Yeah, I, I, that's the one problem I always noticed with the uh, outdoor shows is that it, it it doesn't feel as loud, even though there could be like a hundred, like at least fifty thousand people. I mean, I'm not going to say 50,000, but, like, there could be a lot of people, like, screaming, like, super loud at an outdoor show, and, like, it's kind of noticeable on camera, but, like, if an indoor show, it, like, definitely echoes off, so that's why I feel like, that's why I feel like at times at the NEW Arena, it's, like, mega loud, even, like, at, like, when the, ma yeah, like, it's mega loud, I feel like, so. Yeah, no, absolutely, and, um, you know, I feel like every year, like, there's always... We'll go for the uh, Wrestling Under the Stars tour. There's always like some sort of like chance of rain, or it starts raining, but then it stops, or something like that. That that's probably the worst part about wrestling outdoors is the uh, potential for rain. I think last year, not last year. I keep thinking like 2019 was last year because 2020 went so quick. Um, 2000, like I know last year. Uh, there we go, saying it again. 2019 during the Wrestling Under the Stars, I remember there was a uh, there was a rain out, or not a rain out, but it was like pouring down during one of the shows, right? Yeah. Um, so we had uh, a show in Norwich on that Saturday. Okay. Um, there was a little bit of rain. I beat Ryan all that that night, and the next night, um, it was in I, for, I forgot where it was. It was somewhere in Pennsylvania. It was like the minor league baseball team for the Yankees. It was, it was a top-notch facility. Um, and that show, we absolutely downpoured. Um, you know, we had a rain break for like an hour and a half or two hours. And um, we ended up, uh, you know, completing the entire card. Um during this absolute rainstorm, like it, I've never wrestled in something like that before in my life. Um, but everyone made it out in one piece, and the fans were happy. Um, you know, you know, some of the matches were 
limited in what we could do or what they could do because of how slippery the ring was and how slippery the ropes were. And uh, but the, the crowd was still happy that we, you know, that we persevered on and that we kept when we pushed it through as opposed to canceling it or rescheduling it. They were really happy about that. I, I, I remember that show for one specific reason I remember too. I recalled... Um, I don't know whose Instagram it was on, but I definitely remember at one point. I think I don't know if it was like a, a if it, one of the matches turned into like a false count anywhere match, or it just turned into an all-out brawl between like Keith Youngblood uh, and the Man Scout versus like the King's Court. I mean, yes, yes, it was false count. I think it was a false count anywhere, and they brawled through the crowd, and eventually it got to the um, eventually it got to the ring. Okay, because I, I, re, I remembered seeing it that day where the, it, the, you were saying that because of the rain and then out of nowhere I see them brawling in the crowd and I was like, I was like, man, I wish I went to this show now because <laughs> it looked really good. So, so Wrecking Ball, I got a, I got a few questions from some people if you don't mind. All right. All right. So, uh, first question is from Terry Duffy, and he asked this to everybody. If you could create a custom title design, what would you look like? I mean, what would it look like, and what kind of match would you defend it in? It would just be a wrecking ball. <laughs> <laughs> a miniature wrecking ball. And uh, it would be a uh, no disqualification match. All right. I like, the, uh, I like the hardcore rules matches, you know? Yeah. He also asks, what is your favorite moment at the NEW Arena? And I feel like we may have just touched on this already, but... Yeah, definitely the favorite moment at the NEW Arena was uh, beating Flip Gordon and, uh, for, for the Northeast Wrestling title. Not only was it a great moment winning the title, like we mentioned, it was a great moment beating Flip Gordon. He's, uh, you know, even though obviously I have the size advantage of him, he's a uh, He's an international superstar, you know? No, I, I know. Flip's a fast one. I definitely know that. Uh, my next question from Billy. Billy asks, are you planning on throwing Jared Silberclay into a pool for the third year in a row? Of course. <laughs> what, kind of summer, what kind of summer would it be if I didn't plan on throwing Jared into the pool for a third summer in a row? I, I, I love how that pops up like every year. Like, it's popped up the last two years now, like, on Facebook out of random, and you just see Jared getting thrown into a swimming pool by you, so. <laughs> so. Next question is from Phil. Phil asks, who would you team with to try to capture the Northeast Wrestling Tag Team Championships? All right, so, um, so, uh, I would go with, uh, Gio Galvano. Okay. I think, uh, that the combination of my size, strength, and athleticism for my size, and with his unparalleled kicking ability, and athleticism, I, I think we could take uh, tag titles. All right. Yeah. So my next question is from Josh Albert Barrett. Josh asks, "Your matches against Danny Moff were my f favorite, and they were amazing. Would you want to fight him again? And if so, what match would you want to fight him in?" Absolutely. Um, those matches were wars. Um, it, uh, 
obviously I, I commented on there being a certain feeling of electricity stepping into an EW arena, but when I wrestle Moth, I feel like the, the air changes. Like there's there's something you can feel in the air when we wrestle. Well, we're not wrestle when we fight when we when we brawl. You know. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I would want another no disqualification match with him. Uh, I think one more time, I think I could, I could finally get the W on him. All right. So, next question from Tony Douglas. Tony asks if you could have a match with any pro wrestler from any generation, who would it be with, and what inspired the decision? Bam Bam Bigelow. I de- um, I definitely could tell Bam Bam Bigelow just by your new tights. Yeah, no, Bam Bam Bigelow, um, always, he's been one of my uh, inspirations, you know. Um, he's someone, you know, that I, I look to, to, obviously, he's not around anymore, um, but uh, looking at his old stuff, he's someone I look to who, you know, who, who kind of looks like me, who's built like me, who's shaped like me, who I could... Um, you know, take some of his, his stuff that he did and put my own twist on it. So, yeah, Bam Bam Bigelow. And obviously those were the uh, the tight the recent tights that were inspired by him, obviously, right? Yes, sir. All right. You know what's funny? Because this might sound a little uh, surprising, but I originally was thinking, like, the, the tights were inspired by, like, Mabel at first. So I never yeah, thought of... Is it, is it purple? Yeah. So. Gotcha. So I was thinking like Mabel inspired at first and when I just I just looked at it now like like really close on the like podcast uh episode logo I was like oh okay I could see the re- the uh Bam Bam Bigelow now at this whole time I was thinking Mabel inspired <laughs> That is the first time I've ever heard that. <laughs> oh, well. So not a not a uh not a bad thing though, you know. So no. Next question is from Vince- Vincenzo Galvano. I think that's Gio's brother. Um, he asks, press slam or scoop slam? Yeah, the press slam, baby. <laughs> All right. Next question is from a guy named Togglenog Shrimp. Uh, what was it like? Wait a minute. What did he say? Oh, okay. What was it like wrestling with a Hall of Famer at WrestleFest 23? Obviously mentioning uh, Bully Ray once again. Obviously, I think we touched on this already, but... No, it was great. I mean, it's um, it's great learning from him. I mean, it, there's a different experience learning from him when he's a teacher as opposed to learning from him when he's a tag team partner and wrestling in a tag team match with one of the, uh, again, best tag team wrestlers of all time. All right. Next question is from Trayvon Jordan, one half of Waves and Curls. He asks... Why do you hate yawning with such a fervent and passion? <laughs> so it, it's an in, so it's a little bit of an inside joke. Okay. Um, I hate it when people just obnoxiously yawn, like and don't try to cover their mouth because, like, yawns are. Yawns are contagious, so. And it's like, I'll see someone obnoxiously yawn, 
and then I'll start yawning. Then I'll be like tired before my match or tired before a long <laughs> drive home. It's like just come on, man, cut the shit. <laughs> stop yawning. Look away. Cover your mouth. I, I, I don't know. Just stop. I could feel you on that because that's that's like the worst. You're, you're like you got the long drive home and you're trying to like stay awake and then the other guy yawns in the uh, passenger seat and then you're like oh come on man I'm trying to stay awake you know yeah. I, I feel yeah. that I, I think I've had that a few times coming back from uh, Bethany before so so yeah Absolutely. I, I, I feel or when I was with, uh, when I was still with Jared, he was the absolute worst at that. Oh, oh man! It's like Jared, stop! <laughs> oh God! And he, and he, and he does, and it'll be like it would be from like a super long ride home, and he just doesn't get a, how like rude or obnoxious that is. <laughs> Gosh. My next question is from Oh Trayvon had two other questions. The uh, other questions he had were, were, is Wrecking Ball for the children? Yes, Wrecking Ball is indeed for the children. <laughs> All right. And his other question is, does Wrecking Ball have a favorite T-Pain song? No, Wrecking Ball does not have a favorite T-Pain song. <laughs> I feel like these are all inside joke questions, honestly. <laughs> I, so... I, I think that's the, well. The is Wrecking Ball for the children. Um, is uh, Wu Tang is Wu Tang is for the children. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't know where the T Pain thing came from. I don't believe I've ever referenced T Pain with Trayvon. So I don't know where that one's coming from. <laughs> I just thought that was funny, you know. That was the one, because when I was reading them over, I, I, I looked at that one, and that was the one that made me laugh, and I'm like, does Trayvon know something that we don't know here? Oh, I, like I said, I, I thought that was kind of funny, so. Um, my next question is from Simon. Simon asks, and I think he, you might have answered this one already too, but do you miss the NEW Arena in Bethany, Connecticut? Because I do, and I hope to see you at future shows. Absolutely. I, I honestly can't wait to be back. I mean, hopefully there is a, a situation where we're back. I'm, I don't have any inside knowledge of what's going on or whatever, um, but hopefully there's a time where we can come back in the near future with, like, no restrictions or um, minimal restrictions um, and just have a rocking house there, you know? As Bethany knows how to do. Next question is from Matt. Matt asks, do you ever plan on coming back to Test of Strength? I know you were there back last September against Trayvon Jordan. Did you enjoy your time at Test of Strength? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely come back to uh, Test of Strength. Um, that's on Slick Wagner Brown if he wants me back. But yeah, I would definitely come back. All right. Next question is from Alex Aceta from Invictus Pro Wrestling. Alex asks, what is your favorite Bam Bam Bigelow match? Probably uh, Bam Bam Bigelow versus Dr. Death, Steve Williams. Um, it's like UWF. Um, they, it was just two hosses just beating the absolute dog shit out of each other. That was a fun one. Alright. I, I personally like the uh, 93 King of the Ring match. Him and... Uh, Versus Bret Hart. Yeah, I was always a big Bret Hart guy growing up. He was actually my favorite growing up for 
since I started watching wrestling. It's ironic because that's the same guy who got me into wrestling with his match against Owen Hart at the, uh, SummerSlam 94 in the cage. But, um, yeah, I've always been a big Bret Hart guy, so. Gotcha. So. My next uh, question is from Frank's Pickle Barrel. I have no clue who that is, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. Um, who is your? He asks, who is your favorite opponent of all time, and what is your favorite pickle? Um, so probably either uh, Dan Moff or uh, Mike Verna. Okay. Yeah. I like those two answers, actually. A little bit of Super Mike and a little bit of Moff. Yeah, and uh, at the uh, Team 3D Academy, me and Gio have had some uh, pretty good matches. Definitely uh, some uh, some wars that are definitely uh, high-quality, Northeast wrestling-quality matches. I actually remember you two had a match in uh, Studio Wars a while back, which I thought was really, really good. Yeah, no, uh, it, it was one of our better ones. Um, yeah, we... Uh, it's a, it, you have a good uh, dynamic going on. It's a classic size and power versus uh, speed and agility. Okay. And, uh, and my last question is from... Uh, <laughs> no, actually, this is not my last question. Next question is from Gio Galvano, ironically. He asks, Would you ever rather have an everlasting chocolate milk fountain in your backyard or a tree that grew Pizza Hut slices? <laughs> I think a tree that grew uh, Pizza Hut slices. <laughs> you got me curious now on how this came up. <laughs> I love Gio. Um, how did this come up? Well, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I drank a lot of chocolate milk. Okay. And I, uh, I don't know, I, lo I love Pizza Hut, but uh, it's just, there's a uh, few and far between Pizza Huts. Like anymore, so um, we actually, me and Gio had Pizza Hut when we went to. We had a couple of matches for Impact in October and November. Yeah, um, we were in Nashville and we went to the the Pizza Hut over there. I think I remember seeing that actually. The Pizza Hut just seemed like it was haunted. <laughs> Barely anybody in there. Yeah, I think the last time I had Pizza Hut was back in December. Actually, we were uh, we me and my friends were just chilling at uh, I think my buddy Simon's house, which we were just catching AEW that night, and uh, my friend Kelsey brought us over like a smorgasbord of Pizza Hut stuff. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, and I catch I a lot of heat like from like so I like I like Domino's, I like Pizza Hut, and a lot of people love getting fake offended by that, like. Especially like being in the New York and well, I'm in Connecticut, Connecticut, New York area. Everyone's like, "Oh, yeah, but that's not real pizza." Blah blah blah. And they they always like when I mention I like those. A lot of people always like have to go on a tirade about how it's not real pizza and Pepe's is the best or uh, Lombardi's in New York is the best or whatever. Pizza is pizza, like. You, you just enjoy pizza, I, so. Yeah, I enjoy pizza. Like, I like Pappy's. That's, it's great pizza. 
you know, and I like New York pizza when I get it, like, but to me, pizza is pizza, like, I mean, I very rarely ever had pizza that I don't like, there's just, you know, some pizza sometimes isn't as good as other pizza, that's it. I get you, man, like, I, I enjoy Domino's and uh, Pizza Hut and Papa John's, you know, but I also enjoy the local pizzerias I got around here, too. I've had pizza in Connecticut, and I've had pizza in New York, and honestly, like, like, like I said, they're like I, I've I've enjoyed it all. Like I don't think there's been one place I haven't enjoyed. So I I, I get where you're coming from. You know, I um oh, I, I sometimes think it's hilarious to see the arguments that break out on Facebook. I see sometimes between some wrestlers. I see a lot of them argue with Ron Zombie about uh Connecticut's yes. pizza with a. <laughs> I've seen. Like Ron Zombie and like Tony uh, Tony DeVito and Hale Collins, I, I'm seeing them always going at it out all the time, and I just sit back and I grab some popcorn and I just start. I, I can't stop laughing at it, you know. So, but yeah, I think there's actually somebody that's been trolling Jared for like a year now, pretending to be his cousin on Twitter <laughs> over yeah, Dom yeah. over Dominoes, and um, I, I still think it's the funniest thing to this day. So. I don't know if I I don't know if that's someone else or if Jared just made a burner account to troll himself to make himself look interesting. I, I I don't know. It's it's real funny, you know. Honestly, I I don't know. Honestly, I wish I knew who the guy was. You know, he followed me one day on Twitter and it was like random. So and like what is it like Peter Silver? Okay, it's it's funny. He his. His name says Peter Soberclate, and it goes under Jared's long-lost cousin. But but the guy literally uses a photo of uh, I'm trying to, of Roman from Grand Theft Auto Four, <laughs> and like he like he hilariously trolls Jared like all the time. Like he trolls him, he's like oh yeah, cousin, blah blah this cousin. <laughs> he like I swear, like if you read out the Twitter uh, messages, it's always like he calls it. He doesn't call him Jared. He calls him cousin Jared all the time. Like Roman yeah. from Grand Theft Auto Four would. So I always thought that was hysterical to this day. How this guy is trolling him. So, and then he calls all of Jared's assets like brother, like he always, he was calling like Thrill Ride, like brother Thrill Ride, and brother Ron Zombie, and, and brother Bear Bronson, and brother <laughs> Beefcake, oh god, I, I just, I'm, I'm loving it, it's like, every, every, if I'm having a bad day, I'll look at that uh, Twitter account to see if he's posting anything to drive Jared up the wall, and it's, it's funny, you know. Yeah, driving Jer Jared nuts is, is always a great experience. But, um, yeah, that's all the questions I've got today. Wrecking Ball, thank you so much for coming on the Sign Rip Podcast with Joey G today. Um, do you got any, um, do you have any, um, social media links you'd like to drop? Yeah, so the, um, the Instagram is wrecking underscore ball underscore Ligurski. Um, the Facebook is at wrecking ball 75. And the Twitter is at Wrecking Ball seventy five. All right, and uh, once again, thank you, Wrecking Ball, for jumping on the Sign Rip Podcast with me today. Uh, and thank you all for listening to this episode of the Sign Rip Podcast with Joey G. I'm Joey G, and uh, have a good night. All right, have a good night, Joey G. Thank you very much.